0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the iHare Design Podcast. This is Robert Nieminen, Editor-at-Large of Interiors and Sources, and thanks for tuning in. So, I just got back from beautiful Clearwater Beach, Florida, and my apologies to you listeners out there in colder climates, uh, where I attended the Wall Coverings Association Annual Meeting. Um, Each year, the industry gets together to discuss the issues that are important to the manufacturers, suppliers and stakeholders uh, who are in the wall coverings world as well as to network and take in some educational sessions. One of the sessions I attended was particularly interesting uh, and that I wanted to share with you guys, and it was delivered by the Vinyl Institute's CEO, Ned Monroe. I actually wrote an article about it that you can read uh, on our website, but to give you a quick recap, the session was about the threats and opportunities facing the vinyl industry today. And there were a couple of things that struck me about Monroe's presentation I think you'll find interesting. First of all, we all know that vinyl is kind of a four-letter word in the design industry, uh, given that it's been placed on the red list for containing some chemicals of concern that may be harmful to human health. Nevertheless, a survey by the Vinyl Institute showed that the use of vinyl wall coverings has increased by 13% over the past four or five years. And 85% of interior designers still specify vinyl wall coverings because of its durability, life cycle costs, and ease of maintenance. And despite the negative press vinyl gets, it does make sense that people are still specifying it when you consider the fact that a lot of other products out there simply fail in really demanding environments like hospitals. Um, In fact, uh, Monroe pointed out that the Oklahoma State University Medical Center recently experienced massive product failures in furnishings and upholstery that cost them about $8 million, um, money that could have been spent on cancer research and treatment. And another interesting point he made was about a myth out there that PVC can't be or isn't being recycled. He said in 2014, actually 904 million pounds of PVC was recycled and there's been a 40% increase in landfill diversion which, you know, it's not perfect, but it is a start. And I had a chance to talk to Ned after his presentation and asked him to go a bit deeper into the topics he discussed uh, in which he identified the three biggest threats and opportunities to the PVC industry, which are reputation, perception, and advocacy. From our conversation, I gathered that the Vinyl Institute is working really hard to educate people on a couple of key points about vinyl products, one that it has a very compelling life cycle story which is true and two that in some applications it's simply the best solution out there Um, for example in a conversation i had recently with jane rhodi of jsr associates who we profiled in our june issue last year she mentioned that pvc pipes are a better alternative than metal pipes when talking about drinking water supply lines while metal corrodes pvc won't and it has a much longer life cycle And Ned added that PVC pipes also require less energy to push water through the pipes and have less embodied carbon than metal ones. In other words, there are certain trade-offs that need to be considered depending upon the application in question. So during our conversation, one of the things Ned said to me was, quote, we've done a lot. We have a ways to go, but we're really committed. The Vinyl Institute and the industry is completely committed to telling the good stories that we have in recycling. We are going to do more in landfill diversion, but we've had a 40% increase in landfill diversion since 2014 and we'll continue on that journey," end quote. And I know a lot of you listeners are probably cringing at the idea of specifying vinyl given the inherent contradictions of using a product with known chemicals of concern, and I get it. I'm not advocating for vinyl one way or another. However, I also had the chance to meet with a number of manufacturers during the event and I'll talk about some of the trends I was seeing in a minute. But there, there's something really promising about the vinyl conversation I want to share with you guys. So as I was talking with Dalton Kerr and Monea Ronagi, I hope I pronounced that correctly, at National Solutions, they told me about a new PVC product they've developed called Create that doesn't contain any red list chemicals. So no heavy metals, no phthalates, etc. And it performs... Uh, as you would expect vinyl to and they said it has an EPD and an HPD to boot so in other words it's kind of a quote-unquote green PVC product. Now I haven't seen it yet and I can't attest to its performance but if these claims are true I think it could be a real game changer for the industry because one thing I can say for certain is that everyone I spoke with um, from Jay Josephson to MDC Walls to Four Walls and others mentioned how big of a priority sustainability is to the wall coverings industry. Every company talked about how they are looking at best practices to improve their manufacturing and recycling efforts. Biophilic design was mentioned more than once, um, as was their efforts to meet NSF requirements. Another theme or trend I heard a lot about was the demand for customization. Thanks to digital printing, a lot of wall coverings manufacturers are now able to offer one-of-a-kind products with much quicker turnarounds than traditional custom requests from their existing lines. Um, Online tools and automation are giving designers greater access to create their own designs with big, bold patterns and more color options than ever before. In other words, the level of design that wall covering suppliers are offering to create impactful spaces has never been higher, which is really cool to see. Acoustics was another topic that was discussed more than once, and again, with advancements in technology, some of the manufacturers I spoke with said they can now create products with micro-perforations in them that, when combined with the right backing, can help absorb sound. One supplier even mentioned that they're using recycled plastic bottles to create an acoustic product, so there's plenty of innovation happening in this industry, um, which I'm happy to see. And let's face it, the world is a noisy place. So I say the more beautiful and functional acoustic products out there, the better. As far as markets go, um, healthcare and hospitality were the two that that kept coming up in conversation as being the biggest areas uh, for anticipated growth for most of the wall coverings companies this year. Although there's been some slowing of projects, MDC's uh, Dan Brandt said hospitality will still dominate as far as demand for wall covering products due to a lot of renovation work that's out there. Uh, Greg Kober of Four Walls uh, noted that they're anticipating the most growth in the boutique hospitality market in 2020 uh, with a focus on storytelling and locally inspired materials, uh, which I thought was interesting. In terms of trending looks, uh, I had a really great conversation with Carla Marzano at J Josephson um, who shared insights from a number of brands they have. Uh, that created some beautiful products inspired by everything from menswear to wood looks. She showed me a series of beautiful products that embody the trend toward um, artwork on the walls. So really large statement designs and painterly effects. Um, I also saw some line drawings representing geometric patterns in varying scales. Uh, And again, some more painterly effects with with verticals that are emerging Um, as our Lux finishes. Um, From matte to metallic uh, with beautiful textures uh, that she referred to as new glam And of course authenticity is still a buzzword and a trend uh, that's coming through uh, In a variety of different products, um, especially in wood looks from uh, both bold and more subtle textures and tones so That's kind of it in a nutshell uh, in terms of what I saw and heard from the wall coverings industry uh, Which is a lot when you consider that this all took place in the span of a day and the white sandy beaches were the perfect backdrop too, I have to admit, and I wish I could have stayed longer. But I think I walked away with a lot of optimism in terms of what this industry is up to and what you guys can expect to see in the years ahead from them. So if you haven't been paying much attention to the wall coverings uh, industry lately, I urge you to give them another look. Well, that's it for now. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you'll join us again soon. Be well, everyone.